Welcome to Quotable, a female entrepreneur podcast, the show by and for female entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After more than 10 years building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who've been in it too. And I want to share all of them with you because we're stronger together. So fill your coffee cup up, sit back and listen in. Before we dive into this episode, I want to let you know that we currently have spots open for our PR Visibility Bootcamp membership program. Yes, we've made a membership. It is now six months long that you get to be a part of this. You'll get access to everything this that is basically like an online course. It's videos, templates, all the material that you need, and then also accountability and group check-ins and group camaraderie from the group for six months and live calls every month, all of that good stuff to make sure you're actually going to stick with carrying out your visibility plan for at least the first six months of the year. And then after that, of course, we can always keep going. But if visibility, if getting out there more, if raising your reputation, if getting in front of more people, if building your brand was part of your plan for this year, this is what you want to sign up for. We're keeping it super small, only six people in the group. So we have a couple spots left and you want to sign up now to grab one of them. And we're kicking off the first call on the last Friday of the month, but you want to join now so you have a chance to work through some of the material before then. So you can ask questions, share your progress, all of that good stuff before that workshop call on the last Friday of the month. So sign up now. I'll put the link in the show notes. I hope to see some of you there. Okay. I'm super excited to be here today with Dr. Ashley Blackington, founder and CEO of Dovetail Designs. And Ashley, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. And I can't wait to hear more about what exactly Dovetail Designs is. I want people to get to hear that straight from you. That's awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And of course, I, I love talking about the thing that I love doing. So I'm excited. Start by telling us what exactly Dovetail Designs is, because I hate to say about it, you can't really tell from the name. And I want to hear... Yeah. Like what it is, and then just start telling us like how exactly, like where did it come from? How did it come to be? Yeah, so it is like any business, I believe, you know, we start from this place of trying to solve our own problem and then realizing that maybe our own problem is not just within ourselves and within our own family. So Dovetail started with the need for my family For us to have better communication within my family, within our home. And so it started with a calendar hanging on the pantry door in my house that was jammed, full of stuff, hard to follow. And it was just this like thing that I just sort of dreaded having any sort of contact with because it was always, it was always like just a mess, right? Like no matter the pens, the highlighters, the strategies, whatever, it just was always a mess. Um, and so my background is in occupational therapy and it is a decidedly very low tech career. And what I love about it is just this task analysis is really the kind of the hallmark of, of what we do in OT. And it was like trying to break down why the calendar was such this like jumbled mess. And so I ended up one day just, I pulled it off the, off the door. I flipped it over. I got out a ruler, took all the highlighters and decided that I was going to create something that 
was a better setup for my family. And it just kind of has grown from there. So that's a little of the origin piece there for you. Yes, I love the like in built from necessity. Right? Mm-hmm. You're like, we just need something better. So how do you describe it now exactly? Like, is it a, is it a calendar company? Like what is, I, I, I feel like there's more to it, but I want to hear, how do you describe it? Is it like an organization yeah. calendar product? I call it a home and family management system. And so it started with the calendar. And then from there, once I had prototyped that and gotten it to a place where it was really working, things were laid out. There was a, a feeling of relief there was a better place for like, I could put stuff up there. And if my husband was doing something, I didn't always have to interact when -hmm. it came to that. Like I didn't have to be the interpreter for the calendar because it wasn't just like this, like brain dump space for me where everyone had to like come back and have me um, explain or interpret everything for them. So once that got all built out, then I um, created a planner um, that has all of the pieces of the wall calendar. And then it has additional parts that I think are really missing in a lot of the planning products that are out there. Um, so one of them is work on goals and a plan for how to start with big goals and then break them down as you go. So there's that. And then came the recipe binder and the grocery notebook. And then a little while later came like a one week at a time notepad. And then this collection kind of grew and it became what I do call the the dovetail collection. And that is something that's, you can buy the pieces individually. You can buy the whole thing together and set it up as a system. So they're all designed to function individually, but you can layer them together to create the system that you need for your family to help you now. And then as you grow down the line, I know it's, it's one of those things where I'm just like, it keeps kind of snowballing and I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out it's that like trying to figure out the friction piece and trying to make it more efficient so that people can get the stuff that they need out of their head, but in a place where it's still useful and collaborative. And it's just built on this, this idea that we're, you know, the things that we keep talking about in social media and things that we all know to be true, being that we want equity at home and we want collaboration. But if we don't have the tools to to create that space, we're not going to be able to move forward in that direction of the goal. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's the that's the paper piece. And then there is a digital app that um, Hmm. sort of does the, the blend between the two. Oh, wow. And is so that's something that like you would share with like your family and everybody's has access to it also. Yeah. So the, the app it's designed to really be a blend between the productivity platforms that we use for work, where no one expects the other person in your office to be able to read your mind and the utility of these family apps where it's all designed around working together. So it's, it's, Mm -hmm. I call it like the love child of those two worlds. It's so useful because I've personally tried so many things like it's there. I really haven't found like a collaborative way to manage these things. Like I totally Mm -hmm. have that calendar on the wall and I think I'm the only one who looks at it. And my son does look at it a little, actually. I think that's actually kind of useful, but I don't think my husband ever (laughs) has touched it. Yeah, it's hard. 
Yeah. And then I've tried the apps too. And I, I can't get him to use them either. And I'm like, this doesn't help if it's just me on it. I could just be using my own calendar, like my own to-do list and whatever. But yeah, it's hard to find something that like works for everyone and that actually like works in the way that you want it to. Like, so I'm excited by this and I totally see the need because yeah, I haven't seen anything really like that. And I think especially as like busy women like every like everyone who listens to this podcast like as business owners like we need that kind of support like as you alluded to it's like we want some more equity in the home we need support and I think we're also like used to organizing our time and being on top of this kind of stuff when it comes to like work and we're in charge but then at home it's like we don't necessarily want to be in charge or need to be or should be in charge like it should be a little it should be more collaborative as you said and I think too like on the, I guess maybe another way that I look at it too, is like, my husband is not incapable. And I think that sometimes that's what happens is like, like I couldn't get enough information out there in a way that was effective enough to be able to like truly pass off that task. So there is so much that's written about this and you see everywhere. And we all just went through this massive last couple of years of like, I don't even know, but it's this idea that like, if I can't pass off that task, then I never really get a chance to like have any sort of relief on that. And like, he's somebody that wants to do that. He wants to, to take on these things. Like he doesn't want this setup where like I'm doing all the things. Mm -hmm. So there has to be a way to put things out there in a way that someone else can effectively pick up that ball and run with it. So that's that yeah. was like where the digital piece came from because I was like there's got to be a better way. Some sort of blend between those two worlds of like family and workplace and how to create that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So how how long ago did you start this? Like when was that day that you took the calendar, you know, the the existing calendar off the door and like started mapping it out and like what has it been like since then? Business yeah, it's, it's it's been a little wild. I started prototyping in 2000 and I prototyped for a long time, like probably a year of trying to figure out like the best strategy and the best spacing and, and all of that stuff. And so probably about a year. And then in around like 2019, I linked up with a graphic designer and started the process of like creating the files to scale this bigger than or somewhere outside of my own home. And then I sent everything off to be printed around February of 2020, not knowing like the rest of the world, what the rest of the year was going to look like. So I, at the time when I was doing all of this, this was kind of like a side thing for me. I didn't start Dovetail with the intention of it being my full-time thing because I was working, consulting with families to make plans and make changes in their own home so that they could age in their home or if their parents wanted to age in their home. That was my primary job. Mm -hmm. And so this was like, oh, I think this is really interesting and I think it could be helpful. So let's just keep sort of rolling on with that. And then once the pandemic started. I had just had my fourth baby. Oh my um, gosh. That was yeah. gonna be one of my other questions for you was how many kids? Cause I know it gets like exponentially more to schedule with every kid. Yes, so I was gonna ask yes exactly. Yeah. So he like, he came home from the hospital. He was born a couple days before the start of the pandemic oh, and then yeah. I'm home. And then a couple weeks later, like all of these print products show up and I'm like, I guess 
the balance has shifted. Like I'm doing this now. And then the cult consulting just sort of died down because I couldn't at the time. I had two kids that I was doing homeschool, whatever with. And then one, I had a toddler and then I had a brand new baby. So that was the transition for me. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's like a lot. <laughs> and you couldn't really go into people's homes anyways, right? Like, or were you like physically going into people's homes for like the other job? Like you said, you were helping people figure out like how to age in their home and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Once everybody was home and, and having a brand new baby, I was like, this is not a feasible thing for me to yeah. do right now. So that, I mean, I, I guess I'm glad that timing. weird, perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, did you find, did people also have a lot less to schedule? <laughs> like, was it hard to, like, what was it like to sell planners and like calendars uh, during a pandemic when people were like, I'm not even leaving home? Was that, yeah. that did that factor into things? The thing that was really interesting was that, and I found this with my own family, is like I had more people that were really invested in the meal part of the Mm. system. Mm -hmm. So one of the things is recipe is a recipe binder, and that's where you know you you print something off online and you hole punch it and you stick it in the binder versus like all of these scraps of paper that Ah, are usually a collection. Or yeah. like the Pinterest boards where recipes go to die because you can never remember which ones you actually made or whatever else. Exactly. Yeah. So our recipe binder was a collection of recipes of things that I had made that my kids would eat. Yes. And so at the time, like the rest of the world going grocery shopping was this whole experience all on its own. And so during the pandemic, having those two pieces together for a family of six, we went to the grocery store once a week and never ran out of food because we were so diligent in the planning process and like really able to easily make sense of what we needed and what we didn't need. And so that was just sort of something that I had talked about in the beginning. And then that was really what people were interested in. And then once the pandemic sort of washed out, for lack of a better term, that's when more of the planning piece that that came to be the more sought after part of the system. So it's been kind of a good blend across the board. Yeah, cool. It sounds like it sort of naturally worked out the way that it that it could to help you grow the business. And yeah. so you're full time essentially like in that pretty much from the beginning of when you actually really got it going, it sounds like. Yeah, the app, the that piece didn't start until like 2022, like the development mm-hmm. of that. So in the beginning, it was all paper based and it was getting those products launched and out into the world. And so the last um, year, it's been really focusing on more of the digital aspect of it. And then, you know, bumping up, bumping up everything else, right? Like now the products are developed and they're out there. And so it's really just trying to to spread the word and share it. Yeah. What'd you do? What did that launch look like? Like, what have you done to get it out there and to share it with people? I've done a couple of different things. Like I did a, I did an accelerator, which was really helpful. I think for me more than the products, because I think what happens is that, especially somebody that I did not have a business background, I have a healthcare background, but can be really intimidating to when you start going through more of the, the hardcore, I guess, business side of things to say like, okay, this piece, I don't really know that much about, like, I don't really understand this terminology and what this all means and how to connect these pieces together. So the process of going through an accelerator and getting like the pitch deck worked out and talking about the different 
parts and pieces that I needed in order to grow the business on the back end versus mm-hmm. like the social media posts and the newsletter and the emails and all of those things. Like those pieces are are easier to kind of pick up as you go. But the the business pieces I've done more behind the scenes focus to be get to be more comfortable to to be able to talk about it on the on the front end. Yeah. And what does the business look like now? Is it still mostly like you doing stuff or do you have other support, other a team? What does that look like? Yeah, I have someone that helps with social media. She is much like it's it's a native language for her, which is lovely. <laughs> and I have a, a CTO who does all of the digital piece. So it's the three of us. We are a very scrappy startup team. And then we have a couple of people that are, I guess I would say waiting, waiting in the wings, pending the next iteration of fundraising and things like that to come. Amazing. And well, now I've got to ask, like, what is the plan for that? What is the fundraising <laughs> look like? Like, how are you? What it sounds like you have plans for growth. So can you tell us any anything with that? Because I know that's always a hot topic. People like to know, how are we growing these things? How are we fundraising if we need to or want to? Yeah, the fundraising piece, I think that many people will say, I don't think I'm alone in this, like realizing how involved fundraising is. It doesn't matter the level that you're doing, whether you're writing grants or you are getting into angels or early pre-seed VCs, things like that. It's a huge lift to get that stuff off the ground. So currently I'm focusing on all forms of non-dilutive funding as we grow the, the number of people, downloads of the app and usage of the app and things like that. So it's really I'm kind of in this weird like coffee table space where, you know, I I have grant applications going out and there's more people that are downloading the app and using the app and giving feedback on the app. So we're sort of the small snowball size along the journey of like growing it into a snowman. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. And also you just launched a podcast, right? I think you mentioned something about that in when we were talking before. What's is yeah. that connected to the company, to the business? Like you're talking about like related topics or what's that like? Yeah. So the podcast is called And Both, and it is a podcast that came about because of, I, I think too, like this is again, a pandemic offshoot is where we had prior to the pandemic, I think many people that friends of mine, and I know my own perspective is like, we're doing all of these things and everything is great. And we're like, you know, balancing our life and all of that, but we're not really, it's just that transition from individual to mom and how that piece looks and how the world that we live in now, like with this social media forward facing only show your good pieces, it actually creates division among moms and families who are trying to just do the best that we can, but like you log on to social media and everything looks like everyone else has it all figured out. And you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm a hot mess or I'm a whatever. And so what I really wanted was to, to have conversations with moms who are doing the things to take care of themselves and doing the things that light them up and pursuing these dreams and goals, whatever they are, not, it's not, you know, not every person that comes on is like a fortune 500 CEO, because I think that that part of the issue is like, if we only show these like big successful stories, we're leaving out opportunity to build community. So 
it's conversations with moms and I love it. It's so fun to meet all of these incredible women that are doing amazing things mm-hmm. for themselves to push away from trying to have a family and do all of the things for the family and and not no longer believing that like that's the thing that fills your bucket, but doing things that actually fill their bucket alongside this like juggernaut role. I love that. Okay, wait, what's it called again? Just say it again so people can... We'll put it in the show notes too, though. It's and both podcast. Um, okay. It's that idea that we all live this and both life. So let's like talk more about it than yeah. like just that other piece. Yeah, I love that. I feel like I have to ask since, you know, this is what you do. Is there like, <laughs> I mean, just for, for those of us who struggle and haven't mm-hmm. yet purchased your products, <laughs> now we'll probably <laughs> go get them, but... Like, is there any kind of like main tip or some kind of takeaway that you share with people? Because I know you said you have like courses and everything too. Like you're obviously talking about this stuff a lot and like have a lot of experience and knowledge around it. But like, is there any like one thing that you would say we should do to try to work more collaboratively with our family and like keep our schedules organized in a way that... Yeah, I think that the the big thing is that, and, and I guess the hallmark pieces of dovetail is that the idea that you um I think what we do and I definitely did this for ever and ever is we buy like a product and then we try and fit our life into that product Mm -hmm. like so that's that's why you buy the new planner and you open it up and it's like okay the planner it looks it's structured in the way that like I need to do this but it doesn't actually fit the way that you are living your life. And and so you use it for a little while, but it doesn't really quite meet that need. But that's a single product. So I think that my biggest piece of advice, and I think it may be, I don't know if it flies in the face of what everyone else says for organization, is that if you come up with a systems approach to doing these pieces, it's easier to bring your family or whoever you want to bring into this space with you if you have a system that they can adopt. If you say like, we're going to have like our grocery list here and it's just sort of like a random space versus like, this is our grocery like notepad and this, or this is our grocery notebook. This is where things go. Or like, this is where the calendar is. So if people can understand how the system is designed to work in your home, it doesn't matter what you use. I would prefer, honestly, as a business owner and and a mom, like to have something that all works together. But I think it's important that people have a hard time adopting like a single point strategy. And, and I think people do better with adopting a system. So if you can walk your family through that process of what it looks like for you and then bring them in line on that. Because, I mean, humans are routine-driven, habit-based. That's that's what we like to do. So opening up the habits and the strategies that way will create more opportunity for collaboration. Yeah, I like that. So anything else about like how it works? Well, you said something about like incorporating the dovetail framework. So is that kind of what you've been talking about? Like, is there anything else to the, the dovetail framework? Or is that just that's the system of how it all works together? Yeah, the framework itself is like the organization piece of how all of these, the strategies for how to to put all these pieces together, like the steps to go through when it comes to setting up routines in your house. That's what that's what I teach inside of Dovetail Schedule Academy, one of the courses. So there's Dovetail Schedule Academy, and that is one that walks you through 
how to set up the system and how to incorporate that in your house without just sort of starting from scratch. So it's like that, mm-hmm. that gradual on-ramp piece. And then I have another one, which it was also something that was born out of my own frustration. Dovetail is the third business that I've started. And I feel like there's such a divide between like where people want to start a business and like the process of like launching that piece, like in terms of just the beginning minutia that you have to go through, like registering and setting up a website and all of those mm-hmm. pieces that I wanted to put it all together in a way that people can walk step by step through that. And it's really designed for moms because I think a lot of moms and especially pandemic wise, like thought about these idea of starting their own businesses in response to the massive scheduling and the the financial offset and all of those pieces that come along or that we we sort of deal with. But there's but everything out there that's sold as business building is that idea of like burning the midnight oil and hustle and all of that stuff. And like if you're already up at 2 a.m. feeding a baby, like you can't stay up until 2 a.m. or you'll never sleep. So it's just this like roadmap course of like walk you through it. And so you don't waste time. You don't waste the money that you would by doing something ahead that that you really needed to build up to. So it's just trying to help more moms start businesses so that we can have more moms in business. Oh my God. Amazing. So, okay. It's <laughs> a lot. So you have the products, you have the paper products, the digital like app version, the courses, yep. a podcast and four kids. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, I know. Yes. It's a lot, but it's all come like over time. Yeah. Well, I love it. It all works together, obviously. Like it's all, like, as you said, it's kind of like, the, it's all snowballed from the initial idea. Like it all makes sense. And it's all like, well, actually now people need this. And now people also need this. So I love how you've, you've brought that all together. So good. I just love it. I think it's so needed, like decrease that overwhelm, make things run smoother in the home as a family, all the things we need. Yeah. I mean, there's so many great products out there, but it's so hard to find something that's all layered together in a way that really sort of takes those pieces of friction and smooths them out. And when we're talking about the different pieces of like the details that it takes to run a house. Uh, yeah. a home. Do you find that most people just out of curiosity, like do people buy the whole system at once or do people like kind of start with like the planner or the calendar and then they end up buying like the other pieces? Cause I think, right. You sell them like separately, like you can get them like individually yeah. or you can buy like the whole collection at once. I think it's funny. Like when I meet people in person, like when I've done like a show or an event, like a holiday thing or whatever, like people that I, that I get a chance to talk to about it that are, that are looking for something like this are like, yes, that's what I need. So like once people have a chance to like hear about it and read about it and all of that, it generally speaking, the people that find it are the people that are really looking for a system like this. So it's usually the collection and I just bundled the collection with the course so that if you buy the course, there's an option to have the collection with it so that as you're working your way through the course, you are setting up the system so that when you're done the course, you have the system versus the way that I think traditionally it's been done where you you buy the course and then you then you buy the products and then you have to do it, which is essentially doubling your work for no reason. I love a course where you're actually like doing the thing. I actually have something to show for this. I actually like completed the 
thing. I think that'd be great. So, okay. Well, I always ask people, what's one thing you wish you knew more about when you first started the business or one thing you wish you knew when you first started? When I first started the business, I wish that I knew how to optimize from the beginning. It's such a like chicken or egg question for me because it's like, you don't know what you don't know. And that's the part that I think is really frustrating as a a solo founder or as a new business owner is like, we only get more efficient when we make mistakes. So I guess I wish that I knew that I was going to have to make a whole lot of mistakes in order to get to that place. Like you just have to do it. You have to be willing to make mistakes and you have to be willing to like put stuff out there in the world that just totally falls flat and know that like, that's just an iteration versus feeling like, okay, well, I guess this wasn't meant for me. So lots of mistakes. That's a good one. There's one more thing I always ask, but I actually wish I had asked this too, especially since you're like a productivity kind of like scheduling kind of person. Like what does your day look like with four kids and running the business with all of these components? How are you doing that? (laughs) Yeah, my day, it's different in different seasons. I think that's also really important because I think that what, what gets put out there is oftentimes like, I have days where I get up and I'm like, nope, not today. Like I cannot do this. (laughs) And although I love all these parts of my life, sometimes you're just like, oh my God, like the tide is rising and I don't know what is going on. So, you know, like when my kids are in school during the school year, it's definitely easier because I do have that time where I can truly focus on the business. I do work at night for a little bit, but I'm getting better about boundaries around like not working so late. Like I usually, my Mm -hmm. kids are in bed at like 7.30 or so. I get stuff done between 7.30 and nine. And that gives me Mm -hmm. time to like relax and hang out. But I do, I do do stuff during the day. So definitely there's a lot of spinning plates. A lot of it is just prioritizing using using the products, what needs to get done in certain times, and then having a long runway for everything. Like that's what I found is the most helpful is like, if I think it's going to take me six weeks to get something up and going, I actually need it to be eight weeks because there's so many things that can all happen and change in that time. So like being gentler with the expectations that I have on when things can get done. Cause it's true. Like I don't have the ability to be productive. Like I did when I was 25 and had no children. I have to factor in that as well. Yeah. And I like that such a great, like just practical tidbit of like just leave extra time. Cause it's true. I run into that too. And it's like, I mean, and I only have one kid and I feel like the amount of days he stays home sick from school and like things like that. And it's just like, Oh, okay. I guess the plan is going out the window. Hey, and mm-hmm. I can only imagine what that's like when it's times four. I honestly don't know how people work at all when they have more than one kid. Yeah. I feel like there's just so much like up in the air. Like you just, you can't control it all. And that can be- Yeah. I think that's the thing, right? Is like, if you are so rigid in everything, I feel like that just leads to this feeling of like, oh my God, I'm doing the wrong thing or I'm never going to finish this or whatever. Versus like, if you give yourself a little bit of breathing room and know that like, things are going to come up, then when things come up, it's like, okay, well, that stinks. But like, I've already accounted for that in here. And then if it doesn't, like knock on wood, if it doesn't, then you have more room to carry on 
you know, put that energy towards something else or maybe work on another project or whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. And it feels good to be ahead of schedule rather than feeling behind. <laughs> like yes, the dream. I, yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine, but I'm sure that would feel really good. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I truly like whenever I see someone with multiple kids, I'm like, tell me all your secrets. Like I would love to try it one day, but I just also can't imagine. It's so funny because especially in the podcast, like I didn't realize how many moms that I am talking to where, I mean, I've done, so I've done 10 episodes so far. And I think like four of them are moms that have four kids. And what I'm noticing is that when people have like one or two kids, there's still that, like, I can do it. Like I can totally like muscle through this. I can totally Mm -hmm. do it. But then once you get to that, like you have more kids than you have hands, that's when people are like, okay, I can't function doing all of the things in that way anymore. I have to figure out what to do differently and I have to take care of myself. So I think that like the four kid or the five, six, anything more than three, I think that's when people are like the light bulb goes that there definitely needs to be a different setup. And I think that's when you start to see like a lot of different solutions and a lot of different changes, which, you know, you'd expect it to be the opposite, right? Like, it's like, oh my God, you have all these kids. But I think it's just like, you have to be really efficient And you have to know like what you can expect and what you can't expect. And you have to account for all that variability because there are so many factors at play when you have a big family like that. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Any last word of advice that you'd want to share with other entrepreneurs or other moms? One of the things that I would love to pass on, and this is advice that I wish that I had gotten in the beginning, is that especially if you're a solo founder, and especially if you are a parent, is to connect with other founders. And because I think a lot of times what happens is you you are in your own echo chamber. And when you have all of these things going on that kind of crash into your day and everything sort of feels like this, especially in the beginning, like a juggle and a struggle that if you have somebody else or a group of other people who are in that same position, like it's going to feel much less echoey. I think that was, that was something that I didn't do in the beginning that I think would have made the beginning of launching my business much easier. I mean, it was a pandemic, so I couldn't, but if I could go back and do something differently in a different time, that's what I would do. I would definitely reach out and connect with other founders earlier on just for that own self piece. Yes. That's like the whole impetus of this podcast was I was like, I need to do that and (laughs) started this. Well, started first a meetup group in person and then then the podcast came from that. So I completely agree with you on that one. Well, tell people where they can find, first of all, your products and how they can buy stuff and also how they can like connect with you if there's any other ways to like follow your connect with you online. Yeah. So it's, and both podcasts is a podcast. My Instagram is at dovetaildesigns.co. Dovetaildesigns.co is the website. There are links there for products, for the podcast, all the information is there. And then if people have any questions about products or setting up a system or courses or anything like that, info at dovetaildesigns.co, just send any questions there. Okay. We'll put all that in the show notes too, so people can find it easily and check it all out because I think people are going to want to use this. Well, I hope so. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on and for telling us about it and for being here. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for having me. I love what you're doing in, in helping build community. So I'm really excited to be a part of it. So thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. 
For more information, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at Quotable Media Co. and at Quotable Magazine. If you loved this episode, please consider sharing it. Take a screenshot right now and post it to your stories and don't forget to tag us so we can reshare. We love to see which episodes are resonating with you. Also, if you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening right now. It means the world to me to see those. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on this show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes and also online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. Talk to you soon.